Welcome to the second in our series of podcasts exploring some of the current trends and developments we at Steams and Harvard are seeing across the different areas of the decarbonisation space that we advise in. Uh, our first podcast went out just before Christmas and was a discussion on nuclear reactor companies. So if you do want to catch up and listen to that, please just check it out on the website. Today, we're very grateful to be joined by David Dahan, who is a senior advisor at Auditel, um, and they're a team of leading carbon footprint and carbon reduction consultants. So David's going to talk to us today about how businesses can take actionable steps to reduce their emissions and change their behaviours to try and achieve net zero targets. So, so David, thanks a lot for joining us and thanks for battling with the train strikes today. <laughs> Thank you, Archie. Thanks for having me. No, not at all. Um, so I mean, it'd be good to hear a little bit about you, yourself, your background and, and all the tell, really, because I know companies now are getting very focused on trying to achieve carbon neutrality or, or net zero so it'd be good to hear from you how you go about helping them yeah absolutely no thank you um so first of all um intro um i'm an independent strategic advisor i've been so for um almost almost 10 years now um it's, it's going fast um previously long corporate career in financial services um during the pandemic I guess when we had time to reflect and think a little bit more and, and, and step away from the, 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 the detail of the work, I, um, I, I thought about what I could do professionally to tackle the kind of climate change. Uh, and obviously I can't do it all by myself, but I think in my humble way, I was thinking of ways that I could, um, I could kind of contribute to that. And so I retrained um, into um, helping organizations with decarbonization. Um, and I joined Auditel, which, as you said, is, is a network. So it's a network of, of about 120 consultants okay. um, focused on carbon management, uh, strategic cost management and procurement. Um, and we're all um, independent, but we collaborate on projects and we bring our respective expertise um, to, the, to, to the projects. So in a way, our clients kind of get the best of both worlds in a way. They get the, the personal and responsive attention of having a, a, a consultant and a, a, in partnership, but with the unique access of the, the network um, and access to the 120 consultants that come from all walks of life. Um, so I might be supporting uh, colleagues on their projects and um, bringing my real estate and real asset and investment experience, and they can help me with some of my projects on procurement and other kind of cost management from other industries. Um, so it, it works quite well that way. Okay, great, great. Thank you. I'm sure it's a, it's a busy time for you, I'm sure, with so many companies now trying to get to, to carbon neutral positions. Um, I mean, just before we sort of get into detail a bit more, perhaps you could explain first what is meant by carbon neutral and sort of how it differs from net zero. Yes, no, indeed. And there's quite a lot of confusion often amongst the two. And the, mm. sometimes the terms are used interchangeably when they really shouldn't. Um, so carbon neutral is really much more short term. Um, it really is about balancing your greenhouse gas emissions with the ability to offset um, for an equivalent amount of carbon through recognized schemes. Now, it's really important to stress, however, that you don't just offset. If you, if, you, know, if you go through a standard v process, um, you would look to uh, go through the hierarchy first of removing, reducing, um, and then you would offset. So, so the, the, the first thing is really to have a clear plan about removal of carbon and reduction of carbon before you go and offset. So that's carbon neutrality, and it's a recognized term for certain certified standards. Net zero is much longer term. This is reached when your residual emissions are actually completely matched 
by your carbon removal and carbon capture, either through sequestration or carbon capture using technology. Um, so you can't achieve net zero with offsetting. Offsetting is not acceptable under the net zero um, definition. Okay, thank you. I think that, that's clear. So thank you very much for your help with that. Um, I suppose my next question is really, I know lots of lots of our clients and probably listeners here look at so the carbon calculators and you can get them online and do those sorts of things internally yourselves. How how would organizations like Auditel help go above and beyond those calculations? Yeah, yeah. so um, so f- first of all, there's a whole raft of reasons why firms might want to decarbonize. I mean, some of them actually just think it's doing the right thing. And, and there's also a, a, a risk mitigation and a kind of makes economic sense to do that in the long run. But there are also some short-term imperatives uh, that are already we're seeing with some of our clients. Some of our clients might uh, be under regulatory or um, uh, legal requirement to do some disclosures, uh, to do some um, reporting of their carbon emissions. Um, Some really look at uh, the fact that they are suppliers to public bodies. So if you've got more than 5 million of tender, uh, of value, then you need to demonstrate your green credentials, you need to demonstrate your carbon emissions, and you need to demonstrate that you've got a plan to reduce them. Similarly, if you're part of a, a large organization supply chain, then that scope three pressure is is mounting. So it's coming. And then, of course, you know, your consumers, your employees, they all expect kind of that to, to, to be taking place. And then lastly, I think the, the, the spotlight on energy costs has been quite mm. significant over the last you know, 18, 20, 24 months. And that has really brought it up the agenda because, of course, you can reduce your carbon and reduce your energy cost at the same time. Um, so so that's, a real, that's a real advantage. In terms of carbon calculators, I, I, you know, look, they're, 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 they're fine for certain organizations, um, but realistically, the problem with them is that they are simply a black box. And you input data into them and you get data back, but you don't really understand how your carbon emissions are structured. It's a bit like you know, if you're trying to have a healthy lifestyle, and in a way, when you're doing a carbon kind of footprint, you're basically looking at the, the whole organization as if you're looking at having a healthy lifestyle, right. right? You can go on a scale and it will tell you the weight, but that's all it will tell you, right? And that's what a carbon calculator does, right? And it won't tell you, you know, how your weight is distributed. It won't tell you how you might want to lose weight if you if you want to lose weight, how you might go about doing that. I'm not sure why you're looking at me when you're saying <laughs> that. Well, I'm, I'm more looking at myself <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and, and equally, it doesn't tell you the kind of uh, food combinations, the kind of exercise routine. It, it, it does nothing of that. It just measures and it, you know, it measures what you put in. So um, it's quite limited. It's also often limited to scope one and two. It doesn't really go into depth in scope three. Where the consultants, whether it's Auditel or other consultants, are really valuable is they obviously bring the expertise advice. And our approach is certainly to partner with the organization. So we accompany the uh, clients through their journey. Um, and we work with almost like an outsourced service within those organizations where we go through all the data uh, with them and help them through that and see through that. The other element is the carbon reduction because ultimately it's all about the decarbonization. 
And clearly, once you understand your carbon footprint, the key is about how you reduce it. And that's where the expertise of consultants and bringing in, you know, like the Auditel Network, we've got about 120 people that kind of bring that expertise together. And then lastly, I would say is knowing what else is going on. So if you're doing just that within your organization, which I think is perfectly fine, um, you don't necessarily have access to good practice, best practice, understanding where the standards are evolving, understanding the methodologies, because it's still a relatively new uh, set of methodologies. And there, is a, you know, there isn't a right or wrong answer, but there are lots of degrees of good practice and best practice. And, 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 and that clearly we can bring by seeing what else we're doing with others, we have regular meetings as kind of a community within the consultants uh, where we share kind of best practice, also discuss methodologies, and we bring that to the client. Yeah, okay, okay, thank you. Uh, so pro- probably this is probably a slightly unanswerable question, but I suppose what firms might want to know is, you know, when they start on their journey towards becoming carbon neutral or, or net zero, how quickly can they actually get there? I suppose there's a lot of factors come into that. And the, it, yeah, so it, it, it will really depend on the organization, the industry in many ways, right? Um, so it's a little bit like a, a piece of string in a way. Um, but you certainly kind of go to carbon neutral as a first, as a first step um, before you get to net zero, mm. right? And net zero being the longer term. Um, realistically, um, carbon neutrality, you can probably get within um, 18 months, um, by you know doing a, a a proper job of the carbon footprint up front, which can take up to you know four to six months depending on the quality of the data internally, etc. And then really you've got a year then to kind of really start putting in place some of the carbon reduction strategies so that you can actually demonstrate your you've got a plan and you started reducing your carbon to then be in a position where you could claim carbon neutrality by getting it verified. Um, externally, and obviously you would need to acquire some offsets, um, carbon credits as well, to to get that 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 kind of verification of, of of carbon neutrality. Obviously, net zero is a much longer time frame, and you know we're talking years, if you know, if not if not if not more than one decade. Um, so so you know it's a longer process, quite clearly for that. Right. Yeah, thank you. And, and you talked about verifications there, which, which I suppose leads on to a big concern lots of companies have, I think, which is avoiding greenwashing accusations. Um, and I know there are lots of carbon certificates out there, such as uh, the, the past 2060, etc. Um, do they help with legitimizing a, a co- company's carbon credentials? Yeah, I mean, they, they certainly do. Um, I think that that is absolutely a, a, a big worry with a lot of our clients, actually. Um, and we typically, um, for those clients that really want to make specific claims about what they're doing, um, we, we, we try to assist with that as well in terms of just engaging with their communications team and making sure that they what they communicate out to their stakeholders is actually appropriate and is not subject to potential greenwashing uh, fines. In terms of the standards, absolutely, they um, because you've got, as you said, you've got past 2060, uh, which is an internationally recognized standard for carbon neutrality. You've got also the ISOs. So ISO 14064, was really around um, the removal, the, the, sorry, the, the, the footprinting. So it was really about using the methodology for measuring your footprint. Recently, they've just released the ISO 14068, which takes that to the next step, which is actually about the carbon neutrality. 
So it builds on the 14.064, but actually has added now recognized methodology for uh, reduction, removal, and then the standards that you need to follow if you're going to offset in order to get the carbon neutrality um, claim verified. And then you've got external third-party bodies that will verify those, those claims. We, um, we, we work to those standards and we do all the documentation on behalf of our clients so that they are in a position to submit those to an external verification body. We typically, because we've worked with a few of those bodies, we typically along the way will engage with the verification bodies as well to ensure that if we've got a particular issue, we can kind of test it with them to make sure that ultimately we'll pass the verification process. Yeah, okay, thank you. And are you seeing these these certificates now becoming more commonplace than more so mainstream and recognized? Increasingly. So I think the, the fact that ISO has kind of gone on to develop the ISO um, 14068 is is demonstration of that in a way because previously past 2060 was almost the only internationally recognized standard for um, carbon neutrality. Um, and in reality, you could do 14064 as your method to get to the past 2060. So there was quite a good close linkage. And obviously now you've got the 14068, which, which provides that other standard um, to set alongside um, past 2060. And, and yes, I think increasingly a lot of companies are recognizing that there is um, value in having those standards because it is kind of at least attesting to their kind of credentials um, in that sense. Well, I, th- I think our time's about up, but, but thank you very much, David, for coming and speaking with us today and explaining what Autocell do and how you can help. Um, I know your contact details will be on our website as well. So, so thank you to everyone for listening, and please do get in touch with David or, or myself if you want to discuss this topic further. Uh, this was the second in the series of podcasts we're doing to reflect on our activities in the decarbonisation sector. and we'll, we'll be in touch about our third topic very soon. Thank you. Thank you, Archie.